Hello, I'm Dr. Kathleen Hall, and this is The Way I See It. Hello, and I'm Bailey, and this is The Way I See It. Well, Bailey, my buddy. What's up? Who I adore. We're going to talk about something fun today. And our topic today is watching the news making you sick. Okay, because... Something I relate to. Yeah, because this is, we actually do studies and watch how people's blood pressure and heart rate and sed rates and all kinds of things happen when they watch the news. And it's really pretty much become an unhealthy or can be shown to be unhealthy. I could see that. So the problem that I have, being the social activist that I am, as you well know, my little, um, you know, you hiccup me or do whatever you want and I'll show up with a sign or chain myself to the White House gate. Yes. As in olden times with my feminist girlfriends. I think the first time I met you, you were holding a piece of cardboard. You just... <laughs> Yes, and you know, in the old days, you know, taping symbols to my thighs as I walked to get more attention. I make that up. <laughs> Did you up. really do that? <laughs> I was going to say made that up. That didn't surprise Jesus, me one bit. Jesus, but this though. sounds great for the next protest. Yeah, Can you really imagine? Does. And I've got jingle, more cellulite. Jingle, I used to be a skinny little thing. God, this could Did you really... say symbols to your thighs? thighs? Yes, inside of my thighs. <laughs> I would pay really good money to see that. <laughs> Oh, my God, this is our new business plan for us. See? God almighty. So anyway, um, this is what we're going to talk about is um, have you stopped watching the evening news? And and again, not just the evening news, but any news. And what brings Mm -hmm. this up is um, I do mindfulness and mindful living. And what I find a lot is people feel like they, you know, want to meditate and be vegetarian or do all this other stuff. And then they also have this tendency to have almost a – superior or a mm, enlightened or believe they're enlightened aspect of life that they can float over the problems and the complications of life. Do you get where I'm coming from on that? Yes. I I think that in the journey through this podcast, we're going to have a lot of conflicting ideas, but that is somewhere where I think we align Mm -hmm. for sure. I think, um, I think that sometimes it's hard to to watch. You know, everybody says like the news is bad. All you watch is the bad things. Right. Um, but I think that, and I've used this in my own experience. It's an excuse to just stay misinformed and misled. Yeah. You know what I mean? And you don't profit from misinformation or being misled. I think this is a great episode for people like me because I know that. In my age bracket, I'm 31, that the folks in my 5 to 10 plus or minus on either side of me, we get our news from Instagram pretty much or Facebook, and that's just not the best. And don't you think that depending on your political bent – that's who you're going to subscribe to. Oh, of course. And that's what well, you're mean, going to want to hear. <laughs> and this is, again, one of my concerns. And again, I don't care if you're conservative, liberal, nothing. I mm-hmm. don't care what you are. Is I think if you're if you're not getting at least one news source from a centrist viewpoint. Right. And by that, right. by centrist, I'll go back to old timey, ABC, CBS, NBC. You can say what you want, but they've been around since the beginning of time. The advertisers make sure that they curate their news 
for middle America and, and right. centrist because, because their budgets demand it. Yeah, I was going to say, you can't cut out half of a half right. of a market. And believe me, I've done enough major, major media in my life, which has been a huge part of my life, that I know how the bucks and the money flows mm-hmm. for different kinds of programming. So, what so it's I in say, their interest to be centric. Yeah, very much so. And yeah. somebody's got to be centrist. Then you can fly off if you want, whether it's Fox or CNN or any other any other, whatever you want, right. whatever your bent is, MSNBC, I don't care. But mine is, is you you really need to have at least one kind of a centrist perspective that makes you feel um, challenged or whatever it is. But here's here's what here's why this has become a passion for me. Uh, I have two people, well, three people that work with me, and uh, they're all young women under the age of, well, most of them are under 30, one's 35-ish. And um, when I come in in the morning, whether it's been a bombing, whether it's been something local that happened here in Atlanta, really serious things, you know, or um, a dangerous thing that happened at a certain square, and I say, you guys, make sure you avoid that place, they're they're, they're like a deer in headlights. They look at me and go, Dr. Hall, what are you talking about? I said, so when was the last time you checked? With the news, they go, oh, we don't really check with the news. You know, we go on Facebook mm-hmm. if something pops up or we go to Instagram or whatever we do. And I went, you can't do this. You don't have a right. You're inheriting this world from us, from me. Mm-hmm. And in doing that, you need to know if the DeKalb County water millage has gone up or if it's poison or got lead in it or if somebody needs you to sign something to stop the rise of taxes or or what, whatever right. it is that – I don't think we have a right to withdraw from society and then just blame it on we don't like what we hear on the news. Is it is it I think it's that and then also like man I hate to speak on behalf of like all millennials but we really are kind of self-involved and if it's something that won't directly affect I think because we grew up in a time with information overload where we're really good at putting up blinders. Wow, and and hmm. that's hmm. I mean that's an excuse. It is an excuse. But but, but thank you. That's that's I, I haven't thought about it. Yeah. So it's like when you're constantly bombarded whenever you grew up in a time where it's like, you know, there's plenty of people that I socialize with on a regular basis that don't know what it was like before the internet. I mean that's kind of a weird thing, you know, to like grow up only knowing that, to constantly have that bombardment of information. So I think that you just kind of get numb to the fact you just scroll right past it on your That's on your news food. So um And I think when we grew up or when I did, it was the age of civil rights. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Dr. King and everything was going right. on. Uh, feminist rights. We were marching for even women didn't have credit histories back then. And uh, Title IX, women didn't unreal. have um, access to playing athletics. And so, um, and, and through the ages, we had to get up and create civil disobedience. And part of that was watching the news and finding out somebody marched here, somebody did this, the Supreme Court mm-hmm. listened, we have to gather. Do you see? So it was our it was our bellwether. It was our gathering right. point. It was our – and again, it was a huge information system. So I have been so socially, as you well know, involved my entire life with everything that even today 
last night there was a dog that was found in a, a trash bin that had been burned or sh- and shot, I think, and everything. And then afterwards, you know, so so again, I'm watching, and Jim is like, how can you watch this? Well, then the next thing was there's a GoFundMe page or the Cab County Humane Society. Could you give, if anybody can give $5? Well, see, so it caused me, right? Right, to, to take action. To take action. Exactly. And then the next thing we found out this morning on the news is there's 100 people that want to adopt this poor dog. So my and my point, Oh, the dog lived? Oh, absolutely. Oh, that's and, amazing. And it's going to live. And so, but my, my point about this is it also creates, you know what I mean, a certain kind avenues of- Avenues for change. Avenues for change exactly. and activism. And that's yeah. why I tell people- um, also, in this, let's just be honest about the era we're in right now with impeachment and and the volatility of the news, political bents. I don't care what you are; it is one roller coaster, isn't it? Mm-hmm. One roller coaster after another. So people are unplugging. And my thing about this is, I tell my friends that I have two two camps. One are addicted to the news, and they just watch it every second. And they now on blood pressure medicine. <laughs> they're on. They've been to their cardiologist. They've gained twenty pounds because they're eating chips and dip oh, while they're yeah, watching all yeah. this, you know, fanatic crazy stuff. And then you have the um, other friends that have totally disconnected. And and so for both of them, since I'm supposed to be the stress queen and all this other stuff, trying I said, to pull them back yeah, into the to middle. Trying to pull them back in the middle. Yeah, and I yeah. said, okay, you have no right as a human being to withdraw from society. You have no right. Okay, I have in myself taken off for a year, lived in the woods, as you well know, did my Emerson Thoreau right. thing, you know, my John Muir thing, as you well know. I've, I've, you know, we'll talk about that in other times, but yeah, I'm, um, I'm interested but my, in hearing my, the Thoreau. My point <laughs> is, is when you come back in a normal life, you, mm-hmm. you as, as a human being, it's my responsibility to take care of this planet and make sure that you're not being trafficked or that dogs aren't being shot. Do you see? It's part oh, of yeah. the human condition. So what I suggest they do, especially with this political insanity over the last year or two, tape all the news. Tape it. Then what you can do is if there's parts of it, for an example, the, the hearings in Congress that have, you know, take up 15 minutes of the news, you can breeze past those. Right. Um, you know, if it's uh, something lead in the water that you've heard the same thing go on for weeks, pass past that. But do you see? Don't if you've already if you've already exactly. if you've all if you've already seen it if you've already taken time to reach out to and, and you know Bailey too some some of these some of these topics are very volatile for someone like myself whether it's a grisly murder or something or shootings um, I've been affected with such violence that mm-hmm. I may need to go by those do you right. see and other people maybe so my point is use it at your discretion but my God please don't withdraw mm-hmm. look at climate change look at Guns. Look at all the issues. Don't get overwhelmed. This is my point. Right. Is there's never been have fun with it. You, mm-hmm. We need to change our construct from victim to being in control. If right. you if you watch and live in this world as a victim, you're going to be dead. I mean, you're just not going to survive it. But if you can think of yourself as the powerful arbitrator of change, mm-hmm. and also the other and a co- pursuer of information. Yes, too. and, and the mean, other it's... cool thing, you know, this when I've gotten involved in all these things. I met new friends. My life changed. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. It, 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 but if you turn yourself off from the news, and, and also let me throw in something else, it can make you more compassionate. We're living in a world that, you know, are you north or south, east or west? Are you blue or are you red? Are you this or are you that? And we're 100% all of us are so desensitized oh, at this good point. Good word. Good word. You know? That's and a great I feel word. like it, it, invokes an empathy it invokes a compassion that to where if you're only caught up in the struggles of your own life then 
you're unaware of the tragedy, the joy. I mean, the news yeah. isn't completely bad. Absolutely. I mean, I, I think that we're only addressing that because that's the excuse that people give. That's ah, excuse. I, I, I don't want to. I don't want to just listen to bad news all the time. Well, like you said, tape it. If it's if it's a grisly murder, skip it. <laughs> you know, it's like you'll get something out of it. You get what you put in. You know, so it's like you're not going to get anything out and of it. And your attitude of how you perceive, but yep. but that's about a marriage, a relationship, your job. Everything is about attitude. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But the other thing I think you and I have discussed before is. Uh, I think it's almost hilarious to think that these times are so dramatically different. I mean, since uh, Nostradamus from Y2K to the to remember <laughs> the world was going to end to oh, yeah. to the rapture. I mean, I literally have a friend whose father sends her a rapture box every six months. This is a true story. And so like we went to her and house stuff? and like so, iodine yeah, tablets, exactly, and like exactly, pocket knives. So and stuff? she has like. A basement full of rapture boxes. I mean, you know, they like last in perpetuity. Oh, of course. So yeah. my joke about these rapture people, and if you're a rapture person, I just don't. One problem I'm having with it is if you survive the rapture and you're sitting there eating your rapture boxes, whatever, whatever. <laughs> I didn't open one, so I can't talk to what's in it. And oh, I didn't mean to mention her name, but every time she mentions the rap, we we need to edit that out. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Um, It'll be a beep. <laughs> That every time um, we talk about the rapture box, I get so hysterically laughing. I just can't control myself. So, so I haven't even found out exactly what's in one of these boxes. I would love – it doesn't need to be a part may, of this program, but have, I would love okay, to we, unbox. You and I. We should unwrap a rapture box together. For a podcast. That would be so okay, awesome. Okay, this is like so cool. Okay, a it's a date. Here, yeah. five. Okay, it's a date. Done. We're doing it. Look forward to that one. Um, yeah, well, it'll be called uh, the, rapture the Rapture Episode. The Rapture Episode. <laughs> so, but my thing is, so, so my, okay, so let's just do a little guided imagery here, and, and Bailey and I have the Rapture Box. Um, so all these starving people are out there. Mm. Oh, and, and you're sitting on a treasure sitting, trove of right, like granola bars. So here we go back to <laughs> the base. I was a professor of world religions. So the base of all religions is loving your neighbors yourself, right? Kind of, right, kind yeah. of feeding them, clothing mm-hmm, them, yeah. sheltering them, and yeah, stuff. Of course. So I'm in I'm in cognitive dissonance about the rapture boxes, Bailey. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't understand. I don't understand why some are what is it? Some are chosen or fewer chosen or mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know how this works. Well, I guess. It's kind of strange because if if you are a believer of a faith that that accepts the rapture, um, you wouldn't be here for the rapture. So, so why do you need a rapture? Yeah, box? So, so you're essentially leaving the boxes for the non-believers behind. <laughs> that's <laughs> <I know>. kind. <laughs> that is yeah, kind. I mean, that is kind. Oh, that's kind. And maybe oh, her father's been sending them to her for years. Oh, right. So I yeah, get it. So he he thinks she's a lo- my friend's a lost. Either oh, that, <laughs> either that, or he's really just concerned with the non-believers that's, that are going to be left behind. <laughs> but let's get back to the news. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> so what I want to say is there is money to be made in news, obviously. Mm. But this has been going on like we're what led us down the rabbit hole of the rapture box since the beginning of time. And by the way, the rapture box business is really thriving. It's booming. And it's booming, baby. Yeah. Just yeah, like yeah. Y2K, remember? Every People- time uh, North Korea does a missile test, they just they fly off the shelves. <laughs> so, so so anyway, my mantra is don't be victimized by the news. Mm-hmm. You're in control. And and this is an amazing, incredible life. 
and every every obstacle is an opportunity. Of course. And the other thing is, um, with loneliness being at a pandemic level, which we'll talk about on another podcast, but um, it's a great way for community to see these call outs mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. whatever uh, social justice, animals, the climate, whatever fun stuff is going on. Somebody in your neighborhood needed, needing something, right? Um, and it's uh, like you said, there's never been a time where where it's like. Um, I feel like there was a time where you watch the news and you have to give up control. You just have to be – you just have to let this negativity or whatever uh, wash over you. But I think – I just wanted to bring it up again, the idea of taping it, not being forced to sit down at 6 p.m. to watch it, and then also having the control to manipulate it as in you know, as in the way of omitting things that you already know about, omitting things that – might particularly trigger you. I don't think that that um, being triggered, which is a great word that millennials use all the time. Are you familiar with that word, Kat? Uh, I use it in stress all the time. <laughs> okay, okay. I live in the trigger oh, world. Right, yeah. I deal with people. Triggered. Yes, in my books. Everything I do is yeah. about people because how do you reduce your stress? Right, exactly. Is awareness of what your triggers are. And, and it's like, how are you going to know that until you... And here's the key, though, Bailey, is not to run away from your triggers because right. it's a world. It's your life. Yeah. And again, here's, uh, you know, I'm not going to go back to my uh, prescriptive life that I, I do for a living, <laughs> but there are some tips like, um, you know, choose new sources um, with awareness. And and the next is beware of your own emotion and your triggers, which is what you're talking right. about. So if mine is violence and shooting and guns, because I grew up with a with horrible, horrible, horrible childhood of uh, lots of violence and guns. Um, I'm I know that. So, but I am not going to turn off the school shootings. But when mm-hmm. they get in the weeds about it or start talking to these people that are crying, I may have to right. buzz by those and do a touch and go, like we talk about with airports. But we can't be victimized by the news. I think self-awareness, and that's one thing that you speak on a lot, you know, just knowing you personally, self-awareness is so key. And I think if you if you are running from something in your own mind that you are grappling with, and then something is presented to you on a television, you're going to just run from that as well. So I think that if you uh, have that self-awareness that you always speak about, then you can accept what you're getting from this television. Uh, And another thing is uh, don't become distracted and defeated by a horrible event that happens. Another thing you can do, we just had a horrible shooting um, at a Jewish deli Mm -hmm. uh, yesterday, which was beyond disturbing. Um, Pray and send love. You know, you can always do that. Uh, to the to the family, to the police officers. God knows the life these first responders and police officers live through every day of your oh life. Oh my gosh! Uh, you can contribute online in some way. Lots of times, uh, there was a, a police officer shot somewhere and didn't have any money. And and most of these things have GoFundMe pages and whatever. Oh, yeah. So y- you can. Um, it's like saving the dog. That um, I think that's just the greatest and, thing, and, and the ability what, to do that. And its name, um, you know, I sit there and think about this dog now, and it wasn't just because I gave a little bit of money. It was because all of us want somebody who's been uh, – and again, I know I come from that experience. Right. Um, that this dog was thrown away, abused, and everything, and the hope and love – 
the love of the people mm-hmm. that are surrounding this animal. Right. It's it's a metaphor for all of us about community and healing and hope. Um, you know, and of course, you know, I wrote a book on hope. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> In one of my hopeless states chained up at my farm. Um <laughs> What do they say? Write about what's your biggest triggers, seriously, yeah. and what your problems are. Right. Um, but we got to we've got to realize that it's a world that wants you almost, or it's very alluring to become the victim of stuff. Mm-hmm. So, victim versus power. And, and Bailey, you just said this about awareness. The more aware you are, you'll be able to feel that little victim trap. It's, it's like a little mousetrap or a little ding, ding, ding. And the more aware you are, you'll go, ooh, I don't like the way I feel because it feels really bad. Mm-hmm. And, and we right. always need to remember that every thought, every word, and every action has an effect on our mental and physical state, everybody's. So every every thought, every word, every action, we can shift from victim to power, no matter what the situation is. And we have to participate in our world to be a solution, not to be a victim or another problem. Um, and how much apathy and victimization and anger are we witnessing right now? Seriously, isn't it unreal? I think uh, the highest it's probably ever been. <laughs> I, I, it is. It, which, which is such an interesting thing that you have access, you have essentially unlimited access to all this information and that on the other side of that coin, you have unending apathy. It's crazy. I don't know if they're related, right. but it's such an interesting thing. So true. And um, and like I tell people, do I really, when I turn on the news or what I do, it's, it's remember, this is a recent phenomenon. We go back, God knows human history goes back forever. And when you and I turn on any news source, do I really need to know that somebody has um, some village in God knows where they have boils spreading around the population or, <laughs> or they have an infestation of crickets? I, I mean, it's like, TMI. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> another plague. <laughs> yeah, Bailey, another plague. It's it's a Y two K. Oh man, God! It's, it's time for us to get the cricket boxes going, just like the, um, <laughs> the rapture boxes. boxes. Um, and so, uh, I, you know, in, in circling around to close this um, particular topic, I, I just think it's so important. This is a really important topic. We're going into an election year. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so we really do need to – it's up. kind of like the people even hearing the candidates uh, on these debates. Mm-hmm. Half of the people I know, I would never watch that. I'm not going to watch that stuff. They just argue and talk. And the other half are um, overreacting. Did you see so-and-so said so-and-so? And and I laugh at all the different things I go. I don't laugh in their face. I'm right. laughing in my heart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> With my Jack Russells and my cat, <laughs> my three-legged cat test. But anyway <laughs> – those are the only people that listen to me. <laughs> Tess <laughs> is a great listener. I, I'm speaking from experience. Yeah, Tess loves you, though. Yeah, Tess, yeah. Tess really loves we you. We actually we were uh, having a little heart-to-heart earlier before I set up. <laughs> it was amazing. Is that, again, uh, tape it, watch it, and then um, how are you going to know who's running if you don't watch this stuff? How do you? How can you be informed? How can you... Do anything if you're not informed. Do it. I mean, I, I, I just again here we go with the withdrawal part. You know that um, we're but we're getting fatigued. I think we're getting politically fatigued. Mm-hmm. So we have to be careful, like we said, about the doses and the spots. And especially, I think this is a very valuable podcast, Bailey, because we're going into an election year. We're going into primaries. I mean, this whole thing is going to be so 
flooded with politics. Oh, yeah. And whether it's uh, they focus on climate change or trade or whatever the sidebars are to this election, mm-hmm. we cannot withdraw. So I think here we are entering to, you know 2020. We need to center ourselves and go, okay, how am I, or at the end of a year, beginning a new year, yeah. I cannot withdraw. That's right. It's part of the human condition. I need to participate. Exactly. That's why I was given this life and given this gift. And um, how, how can I choose in my awareness – how will I choose to not be a victim of anything, mm-hmm. but to be proactive and actually have some fun? We got to think of fun and play in this too. Oh yeah. I mean, part of my, you know, going to all these things and chaining myself for the last forty years of my life, and doing all this stuff was, honey. Let me tell you, we had some fun. Oh yeah. In three and four feet of snow, and one of us would disappear, and we'd be running our mouths so much we'd go, "What happened to Alice?" <laughs> We lost her in a snowdrift in New Hampshire back about, I don't know, five miles ago. And then we go back and she's purple or blue. Seriously, that's a true story. <laughs> and then I, I, I don't drink. But, you know, my friends and I, you come in from the cold, right, after working all day or protesting. Warm up. And, and you warm up with a hot toddies. I never knew what a hot toddy was till my friends were on the floor. And I had to drag them up to the rooms at 3 and hot 4 in the morning. Hot awesome. They, yes, I saw that they hot were awesome, awesome. But I was the one up in the morning, brisk and happy and spry. And they were almost going in the snow naked to wake themselves up. Oh but anyway, th- these are great, fun, mm-hmm. rich and you know, I've had a rescue operation my entire life, really, almost 35 years. Yeah. And um, everything from feeding uh, little birds every hour and a half all night long for weeks at a time or, you know, that changing cast, giving shots, uh, 35 dogs at a time, 20 cats, you know this, 65 Shh. horses, that my commitment is, 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 as you always want, no, don't turn your back on anything. Of course, yeah. Op- turn, turn your face to it, but make sure that you put your shoulders back and open your heart. Because a miracle is waiting for you that you just never dreamed. And the people you will meet and the way that life can change you. And and it comes through the news. How else would, you know, up in Habersham County, unless it wouldn't have been, the euthanization rate was 92% of animals being killed That's crazy. at the shelter. How would I, if I wouldn't, right, have been partaked of this? Yeah. And then when I saw it, I was so overwhelmed. I went, we need to move. And then I went, no, maybe we I, – I don't know how to deal with this. And I literally cried for a day and somebody uh, came out and said, Can, do you want to be involved to do something about this? And I said, I can't. It's just too overwhelming. I, I can't deal with that kind of death and ignorance. And, and she said, okay, well, then don't. Let's just go to lunch. And she took me to lunch and we happened to drive by the shelter. She was the one that drove, so I couldn't avoid it. We went to the back. And there were like 20 or 30 bodies of dead dogs, all who had been euthanized like a week before. And it was 90 degrees, and they were all burst open. Well, Bailey, my life changed forever. And No more running. No more running. I went, you know, with all, yeah, women's rights, civil rights, with, uh, you know, racism and everything else I'd marched for my entire life. My God, these animals have no voice, and I must be their voice. So my point about that little byline was it's not about me at all. It's if we avoid the world. And by the way, we fast forward within three, four years, we went down to a euthanization rate of 9%. And, In Habersham? Mm-hmm, wow. We sure did and started a humane society up there. and changed, amazing. Changed the uh, life and quality of life of not only these animals, it created a new community up there. 
Because in, in mountain areas and in rural areas, lots of times, unless you go to a church, right, you don't have a community. Exactly. Where else do you gather anymore? Right, right. And if you don't have kids in school. So everybody loves animals, whether you're blue, uh, Republican, Democrat, yeah. uh, independent, whether you're an agnostic, atheist, religious right wing. I don't care what you are. We gathered around to save lives. That all came from the news. Okay, that came from an investigative reporter. So miracles await you. And again, it's your attitude. So um, and in closing, besides not being victimized by the news, what enlightenment, Bailey, would you like to? Well, um, I found it interesting that your last byline was like a conversion of sorts, where it's like you you ran from that story in Habersham, and then and and that didn't work. And your friend brought you to the shelter. I think that's great. That's why. I wanted to do this podcast with you because every time I hang out with you, it's like an explosion in my brain of knowledge, you know? And so as someone who doesn't actively seek out the news, that's something that I'm going to do. I didn't even consider taping it. Like we, you know, we were talking in, you know, pre-production for this. I had no idea like that people would do that. And then you can just skip over something that triggers you. I think that's amazing. That's my biggest takeaway out of today. And I also like um, the story about how your husband is just the watchful, what was it, the hawk? What was the metaphor that you used? Yeah. And, and again, people watch the news differently. Yeah. I have to be careful because I'm, as you well know. You're very active I'm in it. Very You're very proactive vocal and very with reactive it. and very vocal. Right, and I'm, right. I'm going to protect and yeah. try to change anything I can, be a voice for it. So when I watch the news, it's already I'm on, baby. It's like game on. Exactly. It's like the NFL, when the referees, we're also sports freaks, <laughs> when, they, when they blow the whistle, game on, baby. Right, right. Whereas Jim, when we turn on, my husband, when we turn on the news, he is like this mellow, he's a, he's a physician. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like he's starting a surgery, you know. La la. So we got, have opposite reactions, and he just watches it like this hawk that you know soars very high, but actively watching actively it, actively watching it, watching but it. absolutely yeah. non-emotionally engaged. See, that's mm-hmm. a perfect example too of consuming yes. the news. And I feel like taking it out of the "we're live at six o'clock," taking it out of that can can if you feel like you're overreacting to it or things bother you so much if you take it out of that live element this is happening now everyone's watching this right now that you can do that because i think that would be the way that i would aspire almost to watch the news the way he does you know bailey that's a great point because it does make it more passive and i'll tell you what else it does in the construct of my brain Mm -hmm. instead of being a victim of somebody an evening news or or whatever news throwing up on me right and then me deciding what to clean up Mm -hmm. i feel like i'm more in control Right, and uh, we know this with stress. The more in control you feel, the lower your stress levels. Definitely, uh, the more out of control you feel, the uh, higher your stress levels. So right. it does. Taping things make you feel like you have a modicum, and you do have a modicum of control. Yeah, of course. And also, here's the other thing: I've I've had a very amazing life, um, literally, and so so is my spouse, who is um, brilliant and very active in politics and all kinds of other things. Uh, meaning uh, sports, you know, he's he's a squawk box finance person. He just oh, yeah. is a purveyor of all kinds of information. Mm-hmm. Brilliant person to live with. And lots of fun, by the way. Um, and I'm madly in love with his personality and his brain. So in, in saying that, when we go places or do things, and even in our marriage and with my friends, I know sh- – oh, excuse me. I know stuff. <laughs> 
I didn't. Whoop. Mean to. <laughs> We're going to get a blurb on that one. Yeah. But um, I, I do. Mm-hmm. I know things. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and I, I can't help it when you're at a party or gathering or something and somebody says something, you go, oh, you know, so-and-so did so- something happens. And they go, what? And I'll go, yeah, yeah, you need to know about this. It's really – so so do you see you become a fountain for other people that have right, turned off exactly. the news or whatever. What, what you've kind of become for me in my life. Like that. whenever I talk to people, I'm like, you come up. You come up because you bring things to the light that I typically don't seek out or things that, like I've said before, I put my blinders on, you know? And that's one thing I think – Coming out of this, that will be the challenge for me, will be to, you know, let the blinders down, you know, let some of this in and see if you can enact some change in your life, if you can enact some change and do some good out there too. Because I feel like if you take something negative like that, like for example, your Habersham example, um, something really good came out of that. Oh, absolutely. You know? and, it, and it doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be this barrage of bad news and trauma no, and, and, and also disaster. playfulness i mean how do you think i felt when i got emails and calls from a family who had two children that had been in wheelchairs their whole life one was five one was nine and they got their first dog from us up in new england oh, that's awesome. and had waited their whole life to have an animal um and uh, a woman who was uh, metastatic you know stage four cancer she got one of our dogs in minnesota um, and started communicating with gratitude to us, and then you know literally just went into remission and changed her life. And oh my, gosh. and her having something else to focus on. So the 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 ripple effects. Oh right, yeah. Of your life of being playful and engaged and optimistic, and we're all in this together. So if mm-hmm. you're with somebody who is uh, Debbie Downer, which is my daughter, wah, wah. my daughter happens to be an ICU doctor and physician. Oh, well. and, and yeah, they- I don't really hold that against her, Well, they, they gave her a Debbie Downer doll. Oh, they did? <laughs> yes. Oh, that's hilarious. And, uh, oh, and she gosh. said, well, when you're an ICU doctor, you don't- you You're don't seeing get much, the worst, exactly. man. Gee, you don't whiz. get. Hey, mom, she's going to live three minutes. Yeah. Um. You don't get much. Hey, let's go in there. It's the fourth quarter. Yeah. Um. So, but anyway, I'm laughing about the, the Debbie Downer stuff. But we all know Debbie Downers, uh-huh. and um, we can help them. We can inspire them, and and so, what I hope, Bailey, I'm speaking for you now. I hope what you and I can do in these podcasts is to, you know, just whether it's a nudge, a hug. A whisper in your ear. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, we love you, and we're all in this together. Yeah. And we want to create a community around this podcast so that we can all grow and change and navigate this world together to make it better. And that's why um, our gender difference, our um, you and mine, and the age difference that we also want to um, instead of everything being marketed and known for, we're going for Generation X or the baby boomers or. Or, uh, you know, we're going for Generation Z or all all the different marketing. That even separates us. It really does. It really does. And so this is – we want to make this like when my grandmother used to, um, you know, have all of the kids – all of us sat around her feet as she peeled apples and told – this would be in Kansas and she would tell stories about – um, the Irish people came in from New York and Canada, so they wanted to get rid of them. So they just sent them out to Kansas so the Native Americans would kill them. <laughs> and it was pretty effective, by the way. <laughs> so she would, but, but when you're a little kid and your granny sits there peeling apples and you're at her feet and she's in a chair and she's telling you, 
stories. Stories. And, oh, and again, man. Native American, I'm sensitive, but they were called Indian stories back then. And she'd talk about, yeah, the mailman would come up to the mailbox and I'd sit there and be so excited. I was a little girl, couldn't wait to go down and get the mail. And <laughs> I looked up. And just as the sound went, there was an arrow through his head. So she'd tell us, and as a kid, we'd be captivated. Well, see, there was no Generation X or Z or Baby Boomers. It was one story Mm -hmm. that kept us captivated intergenerationally. Right. And through racial divide or problems or economics, these were really deep life stories that changed the – and both of my grannies – did that kind of thing. My mm-hmm. other grandmother was always making apple pies. You notice it always had to do with food yeah, and pies. Yeah, the forbidden fruit. And, and pies. Interesting. I still love apple pie and cherry pie. They're great. But, but the point is, is that they were storytellers, and, mm-hmm. and we're missing that also. And I know you know this with millennial. One of the problems we have is they don't read. They want things in short bites and short stories. Yeah. So hopefully these podcasts that we're going to do, we're not too long, just kind of dip in dip out, but definitely not just to jump in and jump out. We right. need to swim around a little in the water. Of course. And everything else. And we want a response from from you too. Also, and um for future podcast episodes, I think that'd be great. Where where is it that they reach out to if they want to send us some ideas? They want to send us some ideas, we can always go to info at uh, mindfullivingnetwork.com. Yeah, you know, we've there. touched on some potential future ones, but I would love to hear from some folks that are listening here because now they get a feel for each of our personalities. They could uh, set us up for some great right, ideas. Right, and what we'll do is probably just um, either expand on, on uh, Facebook, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. our Mindful Living Network site, so that you can uh, totally. see all this and do this. And obviously, if we use your idea for a podcast episode, you will get a shout-out on air, oh, 100%. Yeah. Oh, are you kidding? One yeah. million percent. Of course. And at some point, you know me, I I like to have a third person. So we might have to third wheel it. I would love it. to invite. That would be uh, so cool. Be like when I had my radio shows and I interviewed people and it's a lot of fun because mm-hmm. just getting the idea is okay, but um, it's fun having that interesting person that has a different bent on life. Oh, yeah, totally. Totally. So, okay. Um I am Kathleen Hall, Dr. Kathleen Hall. This is the way I see it. And I am Bailey, like the Irish cream. And this was the way that I see it. And see you next time. Thank you for listening.